0: see you there it's me Gilliam van dodge actor director demigod reminding you to drink sovereign coffee hello all and welcome back to the Movers scramble podcast i am your host thomas i have managed to relinquish control of uh, john and mary who've been taking turns to host the last few weeks mary isn't with us tonight but john is with us how are you john
1: yes i'm here and that's about as much as I can possibly say, I think, <laughs> surviving more than anything else at the moment.
0: So, aye, it's all good, let's face it. we week nine in lockdown and John's cheery enthusiasm and optimistic demeanour is starting to take its toll. <laughs> we'll have a special episode of the Moves Scramble podcast. We have two very special guests for you on tonight's episode to discuss their new film, Wednesday in Space. We have director Hudson Hughes and lead actress Bella Norris. How are both of you doing?
2: I'm good. Uh,
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, surviving as well. (laughs) Spent three hours in the shops this morning, which was fun.
0: (laughs) Do you know there's one thing about the shops I'm starting to quite like, I'm enjoying this one-way system they have.
3: No, it's stressful. What if you forget something? It's oh, stressful for me. I'm like, oh, I forgot rice, that's it. Can't go back now, just haven't bought rice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just don't look back, move on.
3: <laughs> it's definitely made me a more efficient shopper, to be fair, because I am like yeah. that and I feel like I've been forced to go in with a list and be prepared.
2: I had like I actually had a clipboard with me today because I was buying for like five people.
3: Oh
2: so. my God. Yeah. <laughs> I found that it's quite frustrating with the one-way system because you
1: end up having to go around all the aisles. I mean, who needs to get cat litter when you don't have a cat, you know? But you have to pass through it anyway. It's not much fun. <laughs> it's
0: true. And thanks for tuning in to our new podcast, Shopper Scramble. <laughs> <He laughs> uh, yeah, so Shall
2: we just talk about that instead? Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched the trailer and, yeah, it was quite interesting. It was quite funny. To me, it had a sort of *League of Gentlemen* uh, meets *Red Dwarf* style to it.
1: Yeah, I got the same sort of vibe off. It's very heavy on the comedy and obviously using a, a, a lot of sci-fi as well. Yeah, really enjoyed it. It was a uh, a good intro to the film, I think. So it'll probably entice quite a lot of people to watch it.
0: I suppose the kind of the big the big question is: uh, where did this idea stem from? Where did this first originate?
2: Uh, I was literally talking to my uh to some friends about that a couple of days ago because i and i was like oh god i bet they're gonna ask me that um (laughs) i think before doing sort of filmmaking i had done quite a few sort of stage shows and stage comedy so i think the actual style of comedy definitely comes from stuff i've done on stage so genuinely generally sort of more large than life stuff. But I I think, yeah, I I had the idea of doing a stage show, which was set in space and using sort of funny, making it very low budget as well, and kind of using funny things for props and using like glow sticks for lasers and stuff like that. Yeah, and then a a lot of this film, it, it revolves around, there's like loads of weird TV adverts in this universe and stuff like that. And that mainly came from an animated project I was doing before. Which then I had to sort of put on hold because I was like, this is just, it's just too much. (laughs) And um, I kind of, I had been working on this animated project for months. And then I sort of was like, right, how much is it going to cost me to complete this animation? And I sort of broke it down and realized the amount of money I'd need. Uh, And I was like, well, I could just make a feature film with that much. And just go down a similar vein of using these weird zany TV adverts. but with a central plot as well that sort of runs through the whole film
3: we went to university together and i did a lot of theater at uni mainly musical theater and ben just approached me and says do you want to be in the (laughs) film and i done we had done a short film together a few months before um which we did in a day and it was very intense and crazy and fun also a comedy I was just so flattered to be asked both times. I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds like a good thing <laughs> to do. So, yeah, that was a few months before we actually did filming and we shot it in, like, well, the stuff I did was definitely shot in, like, six days. and But it feels like it was the whole summer that we did it <laughs> because it was just, like, six such intense days. But, yeah, I it was just... He asked and I was like, this sounds like it's going to be a cool, fun time. And it was a cool, fun time.
1: So how quickly did the the film come together you obviously said that you had a budget in place now usually that is the the most difficult thing to get in place in the first instance actually having a wee bit of money to actually do the project so how did that all come about and how long did it take you between coming up with the initial concept and then actually the camera's rolling um
2: when did i ask you bella i can't remember that was I hadn't I finished the script by then. I know
3: that. probably about a year ago. To, like, it was about this time last year. Because uh, we yeah. were still, I was definitely still finishing my degree. So it was, still, <laughs> it was around then. And I was yeah. like, why are you asking me now? I'm writing a dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably around then.
2: Yeah, so I think I probably had the idea around Easter. So it was a very quick turnaround in terms of I think I probably had the idea a lot earlier. I, I can't remember when, but then actually started writing it as an idea around Easter. And I, I'd written most of the script in the, in the space of like a, a month or something. Um, and in terms of the money, I had the idea, hey, I'm going to spend a grand of this. And that was a grand of my own money that I'd sort of saved up and was otherwise going to spend on another film. And then, things always cost more than you expect uh and that's even with you know we we got a lot of stuff for free like we built a whole set out of chipboard which we kindly got from a uh construct scenery ltd which uh a uh sort of they construct film sets essentially and that was for a it was an anthony hopkins film uh, father that, so the, the chipboard used in our film had originally been used on the film Father so that's the closest our film comes to stardom
3: Whoa, sorry Bella <laughs> <laughs> alright thanks
0: <laughs> I suppose I'm taking it for granted that, that obviously yous know the film me and John have seen the trailer but how would you describe the plot of the movie? I'll let Bella go first
3: oh no <laughs> <laughs> um, if this feels like a test I don't know. I guess it's kind of like a murder mystery, but also very much not a murder mystery because there's so many other things going on. It's almost and, and I think that the, the the nature of it with having all of the different adverts in it kind of almost makes it feel quite sketch show like, um, which I think is really cool. And when I was watching, it, it was really fun because I hadn't seen any of the adverts before. So I really enjoyed that. But I think, yeah, it's definitely quite, like, zany and sci-fi and funny. And, but also with quite a, like, compelling plot woven into all of the, like, gimmicky adverts.
2: I've written that all down. We're going to put that on the blurb of the DVD. (laughs)
3: Thank
2: you. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think think describing it as kind of sketch-like is, yeah, that's probably a good way of describing it. I mean, in terms of the actual plot, um, it's set in a diner that's floating in space and uh, a mysterious figure at the beginning of the film is who, I mean, this isn't giving too much away because it happens in the first couple Mm. of minutes, but who kind of is set up to, you think they're going to be the main character and then they get brutally murdered in the toilet and you don't know who did it. And then um, basically the film is the staff of this restaurant trying to hide the fact that there's a dead body in the toilet from Rat, they're like rat exterminators and health inspectors, and then Bella's character turns up, um, who is a traffic cop in space, and she finds the body and decides that she's going to try and play detective. Essentially.
1: So, how do you prepare yourself for being a traffic cop in space?
2: Then,
3: um, I did a lot of. Uh, we did a four a.m. I think it was. I was sat on a green screen box in the dark outside pretending I was sitting on top of my like traffic cop car um and I feel like that really the kind of the tiredness that I was exuding was very definitely um very reminiscent of <laughs> <laughs> but that was a memorable moment
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that was we had one very late night um hmm. but yeah I think yeah that's that's one thing I like because we we shot it in such a short period of time. And I knew that I couldn't, and, and really didn't want to ask people to stay any longer when I'm, you know, I'm not paying them. This was like all the budget went into building the set, getting the costumes, things like that. Um, and so to have a group of, you know, uh, it was 20, 20 people. Like if I look at the actual cast and crew of everyone who helped out, it's, it's 25 to 30 people. But sort of day to day, there was probably, 15 people on average um so yeah obviously it meant i wanted to condense into the shortest amount of time possible so it meant that we did have to do quite long days and uh just relied on really good actors like bella who just knew their lines and would just do it straight away so that's good what kind of challenges did you find in making the movie well i I, I guess the general thing that i would never directed a feature before you know, it was suddenly like a lot to take on. Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges was having spent a month constructing the set. It was essentially, it was mostly just me and uh, Ben, the other producer who were building the set for most of that month. We had various people sort of pop in and out, but, <laughs> when a lot of the cast you you came on the sunday didn't you bella i think
3: yeah i think i helped build some of the set on the last day
2: yeah mm-hmm. i think a lot of people did because it wasn't really yeah. ready yeah,
3: there was but like the finishing touches you guys have definitely done all of the the hard work i think i stuck like vinyl stickers onto the like surfaces of things to make it look shiny <laughs>
2: yeah i think a, sort of the first day of shooting was 50 percent shooting 50 percent building set uh, which is quite entertaining seeing people in full costume uh, duct taping pipes to the wall and stuff like that did you record that i'm making of uh, as you were going along because that could be yeah. quite interesting footage there yeah we got some good stuff I, mean, I was just thankful i had some good crew who were thinking about stuff like that because i was so just you know in the zone of being director and producer and going like right you know and people were like oh you're recording behind the scenes and i just i just don't have time but luckily um yeah, we we had a couple of good people. Kate, who's kind of our publicist, she um, she got a lot of behind the scenes there. We got we got some, yeah, quite funny stuff. I think probably for me, one of the most notable things is um, Finn Murphy, one of the actors, who had to be painted blue every day. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, is the first time, the first day he was painted the blue, painted blue. I think that was three days in or something. His shot was meant to happen like mid afternoon, but because of problems and someone hadn't turned up, we had to rearrange and it kept getting pushed later and later and later in the day, until I think it was like the last shot of the day. And it wasn't even his scene. He was in the background of the scene. And then I was speaking to Annan, the assistant director. And I was like, ah, oh, I just, I'm so tired, but we've got to do this scene just for Finn. And then Anna was like, yeah. But it also would be really funny if we didn't. And he was just painted blue for a whole day for no reason. (laughs) Bella, with regards to your
1: director, how did you find working with him? Is your director uh, what's sometimes classed as an actor's director or is he more involved in the process rather than how the actors, you know, the way that some directors get fully involved with an actor and others just say, go and do your stuff go and act
3: i think it was a good mixture and i think that was because of the nature of how we were filming it because it was very it was very hands-on from everyone to get everything done and you know from building the set to like i mean a couple of times i jumped behind a camera i didn't know how to use because that was just like the nature of it but i think that because because Ben was very much busy with you know directing the whole thing and making sure that everything was happening that when it got to sort of like oh I'm in this scene it was kind of a nice combination of okay here are the logistics you need to be here here and here and then kind of quite concise oh can you like concise changes to make sort of on the fly whilst we were shooting and I think that I don't know, I think that just sort of worked. I, I, I mean, I felt it worked for me. I don't know how the other actors felt, but I, I, quite, liked, I quite liked that sort of having it kind of being quite on the fly, bouncing off kind of almost, like acting relationship. And I've done, uh, previously I've basically only done theater before I've worked with Ben. So I think all of the three or four film things that I've done in the last year, Ben's directed three of them so I think at this point we're quite I don't know it works quite well
2: I think actually I should say at this point uh when she's saying Ben she means me rather than yeah oh producer. sorry
3: I keep forgetting don't worry, don't worry. I'll be yeah. saying Hudson sorry <laughs>
2: <laughs> no because uh, Hudson's my middle name which I use for filming just to clear that up
3: Sorry, I'm using your real name. <gasps> <laughs>
2: the name that everyone calls me. Yeah, but it's actually quite useful using the name Hudson as well because it's super confusing because the other producer is called Ben as well.
3: There's so
2: many um, Bens. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Bens actually. It's too many Bens. <laughs> <laughs> that was very nice. Thank you, Bella. You're
3: welcome.
2: What you don't <laughs> see is the gun that's just <laughs> off, yeah. off her head. Yeah, if you um, want
0: you can answer that question again and I'll just cut Hudson from the chat and you can speak more freely <laughs> and, <laughs>
3: and
0: can I just follow on from that and especially in light of the fact that as you mentioned earlier it's got a very sketch show type feel to the movie was there a lot of room for ad libbing
3: just to kind of be <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I think that for me, me personally I am more, If I can remember the script, I've stuck to the script. Um, But I know that we had, we definitely had a lot of people from improv backgrounds. So then we'd be able to ask, Hudson, mm, we'll probably be able to answer that better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think it really depended on the character. Um, With Bella, especially because her character was so central to the film. uh, I think I was a bit more sort of specific um, and it's especially hard with comedy because when you're directing it's this thing that you don't want to if a director says something and you had a different idea in your mind you don't want to tell the the actor no no set exactly like this because it's like you've got to respect their craft um, but then it's really hard with comedy because sometimes someone might not actually get the intonation that you were planning for that joke. So sometimes you do need to actually say, "Now would you leave the pause there and here just to make the joke work?" Essentially. So it's sort of, yeah, trying to find trying to find that balance. And uh, I, I think yeah, that's that's something I in future films where you know have a larger budget and more time. I'd like to be more of like an actor's director where I can actually spend time going through the character rather than going. Uh, Bella, go learn your lines. I'm hammering this into a wall or something like that. <laughs> so Hudson, what are your
1: influences and inspirations behind becoming a director in the first place? Obviously, you mentioned theatre work, but what was your
2: inspirations from a sort of younger age? Um, I, I think, I think a lot of people have watched this film and said Monty. They, they thought of Monty Python, mm-hmm. and definitely like. It wasn't really an intended um, influence, but I can remember watching Life of Brian when I was like, I don't know, 10 or something like that and just not being able to breathe. I was laughing so hard. Um, And so for me, I think it was, yeah, watching stuff like the Holy Grail and just watching that and being like, I would have loved to make that film just because they're just running about in the woods wearing these ridiculous knights costumes with people with coconuts behind them and just yeah definitely I can think of Monty Python and a lot of sort of British comedy um and then on the sort of film side I was I've always been a massive fan of sort of Wes Anderson um and then a lot of animated movies I, I really love sort of Ardman stuff and I think a lot of the comedy that I write tends to actually be slightly As in a lot of the films I write would work as animations as well I think because I think they've got animations tend to have like a certain style of comedy where you can be a bit more zany and stuff like that um, and have a forgiving audience so yeah I think I think a lot of animated comedies
3: I think that I found that with acting in theatre there's so much that's the process and so much of the time and I don't know maybe it's because of the nature of of filming Um, and the time constraints that we've had it's kind of like thrown in and a lot quicker and i think from that i mean i've always loved doing wednesday in space was really fun because because it was kind of like a sketch show and i've always loved like saturday night live and like sketch shows and stuff like that and i've not really been a mass, massive on improv but every time i've kind of found myself doing it or doing something that is of that nature i've really enjoyed it so i think that Maybe I drew some sort of like subconscious inspiration from from like sketch comedy actors and stuff. I have a lot of people that I admire, so maybe I do draw of them, particularly the cast of Saturday Night Live, I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As Bella was saying before, like we we're talking about improv. That's something I did quite a lot of when at university. Um, and there's quite a few people in the film who were sort of um people I did improv with and stuff like that. So there was definitely a, making a comedy made a lot of sense because a lot of the actors had performed comedy on stage before. Uh, and I think performing comedy on stage is it's, it's the sort of ultimate democratic art form. Cause if it's not funny, people don't laugh. Um, if you send someone like a link to a video you made, they can lie to you. They can send you a message to say, oh yeah, no, I found that funny. Whereas, like, if you're on stage, if they don't laugh, they didn't find it funny. So, um, I'm amused We used a lot of sort of uh, comedy theatre actors who had been through the the terrors <laughs> of comedy on stage. Bella's also a very good director as well. Actually, um, uh, you did a you did a musical last year, which Can't was. I, we ended up using several people who acted in that musical. Thinking about it. Uh, and even uh, Nick Ong, who plays uh, the character, Mr. Yim in this, like the character he played in that musical, after I watched the musical, I just went, oh my God, I can completely see him as this certain character with the type of voice he was doing. So I basically just ripped the character out of that musical and stuck him in a restaurant in space. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you do. So film's completed. You're
1: starting to publicise it. What's the reception been like so far? Uh
2: good. You know, we've had a we've had a bit of success from some film festivals and things. Um, that's still still sort of happening at the moment. Um, and I, I think I've kept it fairly under wraps. You know, we've we've got stuff sort of coming on the way. Um, we, I mean, we just uh, Bella doesn't know this, but we just got into another film festival actually. Um, oh. The Tokyo liftoff which obviously isn't happening now which is, is a bit of a disappointment the fact that we can't really go to any of these festivals um but some of them are still running online so we'll see there's a it's a sneaky way of seeing Wednesday in Space early but yeah we're sort of you know plodding along we're planning to release the trailer uh at the beginning of next month depending on what happens with the cinemas hopefully uh actually seeing the film in some cinemas in sort of november december time so have you got other projects lined up for
1: after this one or is it you concentrating in this at the moment no this
2: is this is the end of filmmaking (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i think uh yeah i have been i've been talking to a couple of people about another feature project which would be that that would be a while away you know that would be sort of half a year away before we really started planning it we're planning to shoot a not a trailer for it but also almost sort of a uh, proof of concept for it in a couple of months time uh, just because it's I I don't want to reveal anything but it's it's fairly VFX laden short answer yeah I do have stuff in the works Uh, a couple of short films plus this uh, feature Project that we we might try and sort of kickstart next year or something like that, depending depending on where things are.
0: Be yourself, Bella. Do you have any other acting roles in the pipeline or um, directing roles?
3: No, not really. I do have a day job. That's my normal thing. To be honest, acting is more of a thing now that I finished uni. That I do sort of on the side. Basically, when Hudson messages me. And- <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do this short film I go yeah sure this is the weekend I'm free and then do it um, and so yeah and I do um, some community theatre and stuff because that's what I enjoy which obviously is all not happening right now because of, of lockdown but hopefully when it's all released I'll be able, able to get back out there again
2: you got to wipe your ass with the same hands you kiss your kids with no how much to spend on toilet paper every year do you know
0: where can we find you both on social media and where can we find information on the
2: film yes I mean I've got loads of so you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on uh, Hudson Hughes Films, I I post quite a few sketches and things like that, I'm still managing to do that during lockdown Um, and then yeah we've got a website WednesdayNSpace.com Facebook, Twitter Instagram for that as well and we're posting daily on that uh in the process of sort of you know taking to the cinema so come join our journey there <laughs> oh god that sounds so <laughs> um that's the publicist in me with uh, preparing all these press packs and stuff like that
3: well, um, so stuff on the socials on the wednesday in space socials like little behind the scenes videos
2: and things yeah yeah we've got some good videos um and i'll be sort of releasing we've got quite a nice poster uh which i'm releasing on social media in a couple of days and then I said that we're releasing a trailer sort of the beginning of next month there will be the sort of official trailer yeah and then probably a couple more trailers after that but yeah we're sort of post we are posting daily essentially to both Hudson Hughes films and Wednesday in space. So a lot of fun stuff there. I'm the non-existent the wolf among sheep the boogeyman.
0: That was another episode of the Movie Scramble podcast. I really hope you enjoyed as much as we did. Um, big thank you to our guests, Hudson and Bella. All the best with the movie. Um, we wish you all the success with it and we look forward to seeing it. With regards on social media, you can contact us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Movie Scramble. If you want to email, it's podcast. Oh, no, it's not podcast. John, I get this email address wrong every time. What is it?
1: It is podcast at yeah, so, we you were nearly
0: right. I was nearly right. You can tell by John's uh, deadpan delivery there. He's sick of me getting this wrong every <laughs> single week. Um, but thanks everybody for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed that. Remember to like and subscribe. We'll have some more episodes coming soon, including part two of our Hellraiser special.
2: <laughs> Good night, all.
0: Thanks.
2: Right. Uh, I think I'll start with the toilet.
0: No! 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 No to thieves. No to murderers. Say no to the Geneva Convention. This is the smart gun number three from Martax. A new sleek design houses our most advanced weapon system yet. While other makers are crumbling to hippie pressure groups. We have maintained our classic design with its five patriotic settings.
2: Stun. Kill. Liquify. Horrifying pain. And Mustard! The Smart Gun 3
0: shoots Plasma farther, further, and quieter, so you don't wake the kids when you dispatch an unarmed intruder. And with all that said and done, only a fucking idiot would buy a different gun. Smart Gun! You're not stupid, are you?